listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. I know God has something special for us today. As we get ready to receive the word of God, I want you to open your Bible with me to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, there's a story that has blessed my life many times. As I was studying it, the Holy Spirit kept on bringing me back to a time in which His Spirit will pull our heart closer to Him. Somebody say with me, encounter. Come on, like you're awake, say with me, encounter. The Word of God says in Luke chapter 15, I'm going to start in verse 17. When He came to His senses, He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare. And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back. Somebody say with me, go back. So I'll go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up. And went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. He ran to him, he, told, he hugged him, and he kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Would you close your eyes with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you that in your love, you pursue us. That in your love, not only do you take us back, but you restore anything that was stolen. And I pray today that you give us ears to hear, that you give us eyes to see how much you love us, so we can have an encounter with you. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. amen. The year is 19. 88, 1988, and I am seven years old, upset that my mom made me eat vegetables again. I was done with it, so I told her, I'm leaving. I will no longer be obedient to you. I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't like to eat vegetables. I just want dessert. And she said, you cannot have dessert until you finish your vegetables. Come on, where are the moms in the house that do things right? And as I'm doing so, and I'm starting there, I'm fighting, and I see in the corner this bag in the kitchen that we will use for groceries. And I said, I don't need to stay here. I can leave, and I'm going to leave and take some food. And she says, nah, you're not. She says, well, I said, well, I'm going to take whatever I want. Mommy, I get to do whatever I want. I'm going to take whatever I want. I'm going to take my soccer ball, and that's it. I don't need you. And she goes, okay. 
Uh, I'm going to get, this is mine. This I bought it today at Esmart. How many of you guys don't know what that is? I'm going to eat my gancito right here. This is mine. And I'm taking all this stuff. And she's looking at me. And she's like, okay. She goes back to what she's doing in the kitchen. I, I'm really going to leave, ma. There's the door. I, I'm telling you, you're going to miss me. I go to my room, get only the important stuff, the Mexican jersey, the Mexican soccer jersey, um, get my, my tasso, some of you guys, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, I'm talking, speaking a different language to you, um, get, get, get just, just the important stuff that's there, and I go and I'm, mm. ya me voy. <laughs> Keeps doing what she's doing, I start walking out. I'm seven years old, <laughs> telling my mom, I'm going to live on my own. Now, I should have gotten, this was my bag. This was hers. This was my sister's bag. <laughs> How many of you ever, ever went to the grocery with any of these bags? I want to know where my generation is. And we would go, and this is what you had, and this is what they had. They, I think they would give them to us this way so we wouldn't get any more because they, they didn't want to use the credit card. You know what I'm saying? So this is all we had, and I get the biggest one. And as I'm walking out, in my mind at seven years old, I'm thinking, I got what it takes to be on my own. In Luke chapter 17, Luke chapter 15, verse 17, we see a young man that told his father, I want my inheritance. Give me what's mine. Now pay attention to me, please. What he's really saying is, I want you dead. Because an inheritance cannot be given unless somebody's died, somebody has died. For those of us parents that can understand this, what he's saying is, I don't want you in my life anymore. I just want your money. Now, what I love about this father is that he doesn't try to convince him to stay. He doesn't try to reason with him, telling him this is not good for you. What he does is he gives him everything he asks for. Come on. Here it is. Everything you'll ever need. Everything I prepared for you, it's yours. And he takes it, and the Bible says that he lives a life, a life of sin. In some translations, it says that he wasted his money with prostitutes. He spends all his money, it says, in wild living. Finishes everything he has given. His dad has worked all his life for this, and the son takes it, and in a matter of months, Finishes everything because you can have everything, and if you're not a good administrator, you end up with nothing. And we think the gift is what we need instead of the one that gives everything we have. Now, in, in our lives, I know many of us can, can say this, well, oh, man, mm, man, mm, I can't believe that, that, that's that prodigal son. Mm, no, pastor, that's my cousin, the black sheep. Mm, that's my bro, that, that's my, that's my, yeah, that's not me, pastor. But I'm here to tell you that many times we've done this in our life, even when we come to church. But on Monday we say, God, I'm not going to eat my vegetables. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. In this relationship, let me do it my way. In my finances, just let me do it my way. 
in, my, in, in, in this hate that I have, don't ask me to forgive. Just let me do it my way. In my mental health, God, I don't need you. I just need to have positive vibes. And it's so amazing. And, and I'm here to tell you that we do this more than we think. Many of us reject God on the daily. And we say, I can do this by my own. And we take what he's given us. <laughs> do, you, do we realize that the air we breathe is not ours? Now, especially in this era that we live in, which we love to worship creation, but we don't worship the creator. We love to talk about aliens, but we don't like to talk about what he has created so that we can be aliens in this world. We don't like to, we like to speak about the star in heaven, but we don't like to speak about the one that holds the stars. We like to talk about the crystals that give us certain energy, but we don't talk about the energy that flows all around us that holds all things in place. It's so amazing how we hold these things dear in our life. And I said, listen, God, I don't need you. I, I get what you, what you have. I'll take creation over the creator. I'll take what you have given me. And I'm telling you this. Many of us, sometimes without realizing, and I'm here to challenge you, what have you taken in your life to replace God? How many of us have said, I don't need you? Now, can I challenge you for a moment? This is also for church folk. In fact, for us, it's probably the hardest because we're taking religion and left God aside. We've taken theology, and I want to have a reformed, okay, I don't know if you're ready for this. I want to have a, a, a reformed mindset and the word alone, and this is all we say, and I'm not speak, I want you to get my heart on this. I'm not speaking against, I'm speaking for. I learned in my life that I need to stop saying what I can't do. I need to stop saying what I can do in him. It's not what I can't do in the world. It's what I can do in Jesus. But moments in my life in which I became so religious that I will follow the law and knew everything about the Trinity and I could understand in my mind the way God will function in certain areas of life that I had the formula. And if I pray this way and if I do this, I will do more for him but I will never be with him. <laughs> and as we become sometimes religious, I want you to listen, we reject his truth because we know theology, but we don't know how to love the person next to us. Some of us have said, I'm gonna do my own thing. I don't need you with science. And I'm here to tell you this. I'm challenging you this morning. Science is not against God. Science proves God. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. And God spoke. There's your bang. <laughs> it proves. It proves. I, and I need you to get this, but we, we say, God, I don't need you. I'm good with science. I, I want to choose when I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I need your money. <laughs> When I need your goodness, but I don't, I don't want you to tell me to eat vegetables. I want to leave my house. I'm, I'm leaving, Ma. I'm leaving. There's the door. I remember walking out, and I'm going, and I'm mad. How many of you have ever been mad with God? Don't pretend like you haven't. Some of us have left God because we're mad with God. And I'll tell you why. Because we blame God for our bad decisions. 
Because we blame God for what the enemy's taking away from us. Jesus said, in this world, you will have affliction. We, we, we're hurt with God because a leader hurt us. Because the person we looked up to, the root of all evil is the love of money. If you study that, the root of all evil, the love of money, it says that it's idolatry. The root of all evil, all evil is you worshiping something more than him, including your pastor, including your dad, including your kids. You got quiet there. I, I want to do things my own way, God. I don't need you. And I'm walking, right? And I'm like, mm, my mom's so mad. And I get to the corner. See, back in the day in Juarez, every corner had a tiendita, a little store. That's as far as my parents, I'm seven years old, that's as far as my parents will let me go. And I'll get to that tiendita and I'll get there. And we will live, literally, we will live on what we had for the day. We would go and I will get a half a pound of certain meat. I will get uh, my tortillas, half a kilo of tortillas. I will get the milk, half, uh, not, not the full gallon. And, and, and we were, listen, we might not have much, but we were so happy. So I get to that place where I knew how to get to. And when I get to the place, I say, where do I go now? I was so brave taking off. This is, I get to do whatever. I have my soccer ball, my friends, are there, but nobody was outside because it was time for supper. And as I get there, I look back and I look at my house and say, where did I go from now? And many times in our lives, we start walking and saying, God, I don't need you. I don't need the church. Come on, can we get real now? I don't need the family. I, I can do this on my own. I don't need to say sorry. She has to say sorry to me. I know that many times as we walk in this place of pride, we walk in this place of jealousy, of envy. We start walking in this place of, of religion, in this place of, 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 of as long as I'm more intelligent than you, and you sound so intelligent, but you're empty inside. I'm doing this, and I'm going to walk it on my own. The Bible says, in verse 17 of Luke chapter 15, it says, when he came to his senses. When he came to his senses. Look at the person next to you, Tom. Think again. Come on. Come on, Tom. Think again. It's time for you to think again. Because I'm, I'm challenging you today. I'm telling God wants an encounter with you. And many times in our life, we've been in church for too long that we don't know who he is anymore. We walked away from him, not only in church, you walked away, and the Bible says that he went and lived out a wild life. Don't raise your hand, but you know who I'm talking about. Where are my wild people in the house? Get wild for Jesus now. Amen. You know what I'm talking about, wild people? Like, I don't care. If I die, I die. My gangster people. Where are my gangster people? No, no, I, I, I die in the line, homes. I die in the line, and, and I live this way. Now, I want you to get this for me, please. Look at me, because many times that pride will kill you, and Jesus has a new life for you. Amen. You don't have to die. Yeah. No, but that's what I am, and, and, and that's the way my grandpa was. That's the way my dad was. Yes, that's the reason you grew up without a dad. Your, your kids need you. Yeah. I die. This is what I do. This is what I, but I love that when he came back to his senses, the Bible says in verse 20, that when he came back to his, when he actually realized he had a change in heart, when he was humble enough to recognize, I need God, in verse 20, he got up and went to his father. As I read that part, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing a little bit of my heart with you today. 
I understand how hard this is after you have sinned. It's so hard to get up. Shame, guilt. Some of you, some of you think, I can't believe my family member doesn't come back to church. I can't believe my family. He, by now, they should know what's happening. Can I tell you, they can't get up. It's so hard. Come on. Especially when you've been in church. It's so hard to come back. But we serve a God that's waiting for us. And he got up, but while he was still a long way up, his father saw him. He was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. What was the first thing he did? Come on, wake up. He ran to him. Now, in the Jewish tradition, I need you to get this. If you would dishonor your father, you couldn't come back to the family. There was an, a culture of honor. And I'm telling you, we need to go back to the culture of honor. The culture of honor is a culture of covenant. I'm with you for life. Marriage. Family, I'm with you whatever you need. I'm your father. I will not choose my secretary over you. I'm in covenant. And God always blesses covenant. I'm in covenant and everything that I do, that's the reason we tithe. I'm in covenant. That's the reason we serve. I'm in covenant with God. I need you to get this. God will bless covenant. Anytime we get out of covenant... We open ourselves to what the enemy can do in our life. So he goes and he dishonors, gets out of covenant. And as he's going back, the father, what does he do? He runs to his son because as the son was coming back, the people in the village will stone him. That was the law. They will kill him. And he's running to protect him. I'm telling you, sometimes you're like, uh, God, I, I don't know if I can go back. If all you will do is just turn, come back to your senses, he'll run to you. He'll run to you in that desperation. He'll run to you in that hurt. He wants to heal your heart. But you have to turn to him again. Somebody say with me again. You have to turn to him again. And he runs to him to protect him. What's the second thing he does? It says that he embraces him. So he go, runs to him for protection. Number two, he runs to him for intimacy. Now, I know we love to hug in church and I love the word of family. But come on, there's certain things that you only do with family. How many of you feel weird when a stranger hugs you? I'm a hugger, but we always have that, that strange person. Right? I, I, now, there's a way I hug my wife. Ah. There's a way I hug my kids. And there's a way I hug strangers. Are you getting this? When... It, when I hug my kids, one of my favorite memories as a father is getting home and my kids waiting for me by the window. Papi's coming. I pass them my accent to Papi, are you in the cafe? Are you in the cafe? And I'm jumping and I'll be, as soon as I will get down, I'll open the garage, get there, they'll be right there. I was like, wait, 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 wait until I park. I'll get down there. I tried doing that last time and they're too heavy for me now. I just, there's an embrace. An embrace means you belong. You are part of the family. And I tell you this, I think the reason we don't know how to embrace anymore is because we've been rejected too many times. And we think that because they rejected us at work, because they rejected us at that group, because they rejected us in a relationship that God is going to reject us. And I'm here to tell you, God is not waiting for you to reject you. God's waiting for you to embrace you. Say with me, encounter. 
As he comes back, he runs to him for protection. He hugs him. He hugs him and says, you belong to me. You belong to me. No matter what's happening around, I know you come dirty. If you don't know, if you don't know the story, let me tell you a little bit. The Bible says that he was eating with pigs. He was stinky. Now, it doesn't matter how much I love my kid. I tell him, go shower before I hug you. I remember getting back home. Now, I'm telling you this. I'm stubborn. Come on, where are my stubborn people? I'm stubborn. I waited. I waited. I'm like, mom is going to come over. I'm going to wait right here in La Tiendita. I'm going to wait here in the little corner store until she comes and looks for me. Guess what happened? Hmm. An hour passes. Hmm. I start getting hungry. I told you I didn't eat. I start seeing people coming out of the, of, of, of the corner store with their Coke in, uh, in, a, in a little bag. With ayelitos. I start seeing them coming out, you know, and, and, and they start bringing out, you know, their before hot Cheetos, you know, before hot Cheetos, era churrumais. I'm like, I get hungry. I get hungry. The Bible says that when he was feeding the pigs, he was so hungry that he wanted to eat from what they had. Can I tell you, your hunger needs to turn you to God, not to that addiction anymore. Your hunger needs to turn you to God. Don't be upset that you're hungry. Get hungry for him. Why am I hungry, God? What, how come it doesn't satisfy what I'm doing? How come the more intellect I get, uh, the less I understand? <laughs> how come the, the more I get in this place, I, I'm not able to fulfill? In my soul, there's, there's that emptiness. Why am I so hungry? Because you walked away. And today, it's time for you to come back. It's time for a comeback. It's time for you to come back. It doesn't matter how many years you've been in the church. You can be doing things for God and not be with God. And I'm challenging you today, as you turn, he's waiting for you to protect you. He's waiting for you to embrace you. But it says that he, was, he got his son and he kissed him. He kissed him. I have a nephew that's two years old now. Something happened to me when my nephew was born. As soon as I saw him, I don't know why my voice changed. As soon as I saw him, I wanted to carry him. I wanted to kiss him. I don't know if it's happened to you with your children, with your family. As soon as you get them, you fall in love with them as if they've been there forever. I start kissing them. You only kiss what you love. You only kiss what you're in love with. We have this thing in my family that before we go to sleep, everybody goes and says goodnight to them. Sometimes we pray together. Sometimes we just hug. Sometimes we just say, because we're tired. <laughs> Let's be real. A couple of days ago, my son came. I was reading. He's like, peace. Before I used to get on my knees to show you who, the way my son looked, it was ex exactly like your, yours truly. But now I got to get on my tippy toes because he's getting taller than me. And, and he's like, night. 
Night, bro. Hey, hey. Ah, dad. As he's saying that, my daughter walks in and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, you too? <sighs> fine, dad, fine. I go, you, you have to give me a kiss before you go to bed. I'm not a little kid anymore. Either you give me a kiss right now or I'm going to go to your room and kiss you a hundred times. <laughs> Ma, Ma, get, get that piece. Why does he have to always be like this? You got, hurry up, you got three seconds, one, two, and I've done this before. I chased him down the stairs and get, he's like, find that, find. Gets close. Mm -hmm. Why? Why Why do you do that? Because I love you. He wants us close. He protects us, he, he hugs us, and he kisses us. The Bible says, in verse 24, as I'm getting ready to close, and I want you to take this in your heart, that verse 23, it says that he asked them to bring, please get this with me, the fattened calf and killed it. He says, go bring what we have been preparing for a celebration. Now, if I can challenge you for a little bit, I want you to get this with me. Why would you prepare a calf? Why would you get it fat <laughs> when your son leaves? I don't know if you're ready. Why do I prepare? Why do you keep his room still even though he already left to college? Even though he already, he's already married. Why do you still keep? Am I preaching to somebody today? Why do you, why do you have a space for him? The fattened calf. He prepared it for his son while he went away because he knew he was coming back. Somebody said, let me come back. It's time to come back to an encounter, and I want you to get this. Jesus is that <laughs> provision. God knew what we were going to do before we even did it, and he went and provided for us a sacrifice that could be presented for our sins. And he says, listen, I want you to go bring the provision already made for him. Because I know you're going to come back. You didn't want to come back, but he still brought you back. You wanted to get away, and the further he got away, the more you needed him. The hunger grew. I tell this to young people all the time. You can either learn from the people that are getting out of the hole, or you can jump into the hole. You can either learn from the girl that has been destroyed Emotionally, with all those relationships, or you can, your choice, I, I, you can leave if you want. It's your choice. Don't be hardened towards God because of your choices. Or you can turn today, he's waiting for you. He made a provision already for you, and the Bible says that he came back, he ran to him, he hugged him, he kissed him, he says, go, pre go bring the provision for celebration. How many of you are grateful the provision we have for celebration in Jesus? He died for us so that we can come back home, and then he says, I want you to give him a new coat. I want you to give him a new coat. Bring him the best dress that we have, because that is his identity. He, he looks different, but his true identity is... This would represent the family. Bring the coat that we have for him. 
giving him identity. You are not without a family. You have a family. You have a father. I'm going to put that back. And then it says that he puts a ring on him. Ladies in the house, you know what I'm saying? Put a ring on it. Did the man too much? Put a ring on it. What does the ring signify? Authority. They had the same ring so that they can seal. It was like a signature. So everything that was in that house, he would seal it and it was his again. Wait, wait, wait. But he just mishandled. But I still trust you. And I'm giving you back authority. And then it says that he puts on him sandals. I need you to get this. I'm closing. As he gets his sandals on, the people that will work with him, he says, would you hire me? Would you make me one of your laborers? I just, I, at least, I know I don't deserve it. I know everything I've done. At least make me one of your, of your servants. The servants will walk without shoes. But the sons, the daughters had shoes. Because if a servant wanted to leave without shoes, they'll stop in the corner. <laughs> without shoes, they'll stop in the corner. They had to come back. But a son could have shoes because he was free. A coat of identity, a ring of authority, shoes of freedom. It's time to come back. 1988 and it's getting dark. And I'm hungry, man. So I start heading back home. I'm thinking of what I'm going to say. I know what happens when I get home. I didn't eat my vegetables. I know what's going to happen. I walk in. Ah, mijito. Are you hungry now? Sí, ma. Sorry. Put that bag over there. Sit down. You'll not get up until you finish all your vegetables. Okay, ma. I'm still with a bad attitude as I'm eating. Like some of you are in church. <laughs> Love you. But he still feeds me. <laughs> you continue on your sin. You're with pigs. I'm sorry. I have to call you what the Bible says. I've been there myself. You're with pigs. You don't belong there. But you want to satisfy Come back. You finished. I'm finished. Everything. Here's your dessert. Tres leches cake. No, ma. I misbehaved. I hope you do the dishes. I'm sorry. Eat your cake. Learn to be forgiven. I don't deserve it. Ah, just give it to my sisters. Your sisters don't like the leches. I made it for you. He knows me by name. He wants to have an encounter with you. Will you stand with me today?
wants to run and protect. He wants to hug you. He wants to give you a kiss. To close your eyes where you are, I don't know how far you've been from God. I don't know what was really the last time you had an encounter with him. Can I tell you, maybe you haven't run to him because you're expecting punishment and he wants to hug you. He's a good father. And that bitterness and that logic that keeps on blocking you from coming back home. Today, in the name of Jesus, it's broken. It's broken. And I pray that you take a moment to respond to him, to his love. Come back again. He's been waiting for you. Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media and remember, we are family.